Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. It is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Hopefully you're off work, luckily for you. As it is Clint's birthday, he is out today, 45th birthday. But luckily for you, you got old Wade Smith Show and T-Mill to give you the latest. And the latest is the injury report. And for the Texans, and I'll get to to one that's pretty interesting with the Jags, but for the Texans, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, he did not practice today, non-injury related, but I think it's key that his designation is non-injury related and not listed as a calf issue. Uh, Tegan Couturiano, the rookie, uh, has a thigh issue. He did not practice. um, And important ones, Kenyon Green was uh, with the ankle. He's missed the last two games. He was limited in practice, but a report uh, from Aaron Wilson says that he is set to return uh, Sunday to play. Hamstring also had his backup, Justin McCray, limited in practice. He's getting closer. And then uh, Titus Howard, he practiced in full which is key because he was in concussion protocol. So those are those are the big injuries and the listings there, the ones to really keep an eye on. Obviously, Brandon Cooks will see what, what happens there uh, because it did look like he re-injured it last week against the Titans in the win. But I think even on the, the, the touchdown he caught to, to, uh, to give them the, the go-ahead touchdown, to give them the lead, I think that's the one where he injured himself there. But uh, Kenyon Green, to me, is the big one. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, if he's right, he needs reps. He needs to get reps and to, to get as much as he can into this year. Like, for some people, there, there's some guys that maybe, all right, man, they're kind of playing the string out in terms of the importance and value for the Texans to see from them. But this is a guy they want to get as much as they can on tape. And hopefully he's uh, he's close to right that he can be effective. Yeah, you don't want to put him out there if he's not ready, if he's physically trying to fight through it in order to play in this game. I don't think that's a prudent way to approach it. But if he's if he's right and he's feeling good, he definitely needs as many reps as he can get to go out there to put some better film out there than what he, you've seen out of him out of the last few weeks. You want to create that, that confidence in yourself as a player by going out there and, and having success against other NFL players when it matters. Um, you know, this ball game against Jacksonville, that team is trying to win out. They're, this is a game that's significant for them. And so you're going to get their best. And as a player, if you can go out there and play against somebody that's given their best and have success, that gives you confidence and lets you know that you belong, you can play at a high level in this league. And I think that's important for a young player to get that, get that experience, get that confidence going into next season because the expectations for him next season are going to be out of this world. It's going to be out, yep. off the charts because, you know, everybody understands that people have rookie growing pains, but once you once that rookie label is off you, that second year, it's like, all right, let's go. There's no more excuses. Let's go, go out there and perform and be consistent, be successful down in and down out. And so you want to have that confidence in yourself knowing that, hey, when I'm feeling good, I'm good. You know, that you take you take that next veteran step when I'm not feeling good, I'm still able to be effective. He's not there yet. But if he's feeling good, put him out there, get him as many reps as he can. You know, you don't need the, the switching in and out. And I think that switching in and out had to do with him being banged up. Yeah. So now, you know, get as many reps as you can, get that confidence up and, and go into the offseason, a full healthy offseason, so that going into next season, 
um, you're good to go. Yeah, so that that's that's the big one to keep an eye on. And as I said, we'll keep an eye on what happened with, with Brandon Cooks. But on the other side, this is really interesting because of something we've discussed a little bit here, and that is Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence once again was limited at practice due to a toe injury. Uh, and it's something we we looked at. What you said is I think the Jags do do still have an outside chance to make it in as a wild card, a very deep, deep chance to make it in as a wild card, but they are not eliminated from that. But really no matter what happens this week with the Texas or with the Titans and with the Jags, the week the final week of the season, the winner of that game wins the NF or the AFC South and will play and host a game in the playoffs. So the thought is do you do you run Trevor Lawrence out here on Sunday if he is hampered at all? Like if this is a toe injury where he's coming out playing seventy five percent, or do you say let's give him a full week off, let him rest up, and understand that everything is put on this final game of of the weekend? Because literally, even if the Titans lose, even if the Jags win, if the Titans beat them next week, they still uh, represent the AFC South. So that, that's one to look at for Doug Peterson. Yeah, I, I think if he is, um, you know, 90% or higher, yep. if it's just a little a, a little nagging thing or it's not something that is significant, then you play him. But if it's something that's significant and you feel like that extra week is going to help prepare him to play in that game next week that were all the marbles, per se, I would I would understand that that thought process of, of holding him out. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. I, I think you're going to get a full strength. A Jacksonville team that's coming in here, lost nine straight to the Houston Texans. They're going to try to break that streak, um, get them a win, get them to they be eight and eight at the time, and then they have opportunity next week to to win the division, have a winning record, and pretty much shock the world for what you would have what you saw out of Jacksonville last year, a team that was in complete disarray, a team that's head coach was just doing all kind of stuff that head coaches are not supposed to do. And, and he's back on TV now, which is interesting. But, <laughs> you know. I mean, to, to the point you're making is the Texans, as rough and as bad as you thought the Texans were last year, they were worse. Yeah. Both record-wise, both. Perception-wise. Yes. They just looked like they they had – they. The thought about Trevor Lawrence himself was like, man, this kid might be – he might be a bust. Like, we don't know what's going on here. Doug Peterson's coming there. It's kind of righted the ship offensively for sure. Um, and so we'll we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But you're going to get – I think you're going to get Jacksonville at full strength. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out to play and they're going to try to get a dub against the Texans. Five o'clock fire. Well, speaking of tonight, uh, listen, I know it's going to get a good number because the Cowboys are involved in this Oh, game. yeah, people going to watch. But boy, man, this is this is going to be one where Al Michaels potentially Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit better have their material ready, better have it all going because this this on paper this looks like a game that should get completely away from Tennessee. It and will look, not be a good night. It doesn't, Kevin. I don't think it will be. <laughs> when you look at it, first off, they're starting their third string quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He's been placed on IR now, so he's done. They're now moving to. Past Malik Willis, who they drafted in the third round, mm-hmm. and he's been ineffective. Uh, and they are moving to Joshua Dobbs, who uh, who was the uh, who was a quarterback for Tennessee, was in Cleveland, 
for a couple of years. He is starting tonight, and he does not have Derrick Henry to hand the ball off to because he is doubtful, and the thought is he is not going to play. Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line, he is not going to play. Uh, Zach Cunningham, he's on injury reserve, so is Bud Dupree. Amani Hooker, one of their top guys in the secondary, he's not going to be, be able to play. Hell, I would be surprised if, uh, if, if their corner, uh, what's, his, what's my man's name, New England, number five, Dredd, Stephon Gilmore. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I just played $25,000 pyramid with myself right there. But I thought That's Gilmore right. plays for the Colts. He does. Never mind. Yeah. Way off on it. That's that okay. two teams together. It's, it's fine. AFC I South. It's AFC South. Trash candies. So anyway, hell, I don't, Candy I don't, I don't even know their corners are. Well, I mean, I was gummies. real confident on that, wasn't I? Damn, boy. I mean, that's going to I was like, I thought he was like a baby Logan Ryan, but I thought he was playing safety I now. I mean, I'm in here. Yeah. I mean, I really was. It's okay, man. Really was sure Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> really thought of those Colts, Titans run into each other. But yeah. anyway, hell, Stephon Gilmore's not playing tonight. <laughs> I mean, they got all kinds. They got all kinds of stuff they're running Patrick into. Patrick Peterson ain't running out there. He's not playing tonight. Uh, Holmes isn't playing tonight. So they are struggling uh, to put it, put together any of their top players in this game, including their quarterback, their best player in Derrick Henry, and arguably their other best player, Jeffrey Simmons. This should be this on paper should be a blowout for a Cowboys team that just beat the Eagles, that still has an outside chance at winning their division. This should this should get away from them. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Um, I don't think this is going to get close. Josh Dobbs has an uphill battle because. The Dallas defense, I ain't heard about anybody being out for the Dallas defense. And that defense is a problem. Um, there it Mike, was. Glory hole. That's right, Jerry. Michael Parsons is coming. Like, these these dudes will get after you. So, um, seeing the Titans get beat up on, I'm not going to mind that at all. And I grew up hating the Cowboys. So, but, you know, I don't mind watching the Titans get beat. i tell you what, uh, from the text line, trailer with and frame, she'll get your head out of, out of your ass. You know what? You're right. I just got to pull it out. Sometimes you just make mistakes. Hold on, right on. Yep. I mean, you, you, you. I just blew that one. I mean, that's Stephon Gilmore. I, I felt real good about that, too. Once I once I picked it up myself, I gave myself all those hints. Oh, completely off on that. You said his name? Five o'clock fire. You said his name? You said his Let's name, go. and when you said his name, I thought to myself, I was like, I could just see him getting that pick against. So he got that pick in the end zone, a stupid pass that. I forgot, I forgot who they were playing against, but I just could see him getting a pick in the end zone. I think he played for the damn coach. Let me make sure. But, All right, in yeah. football, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, I believe he still plays for Denver. Uh, he uh, he said <laughs> – Unfortunately for them. After after the firing of his coach, Nathaniel Hackett, Russ said, uh, I wish I played <laughs> – I got – hey, Tyler, you have got to hunt down audio for this. I want to hear because Russ saying it, is a lot different than just reading it. But when I read it, I don't feel like he's – I don't feel – it is hard to believe Russ is genuine on anything he says. But I can hear him, you know. Um, wish I played better for Nathaniel Hackett. He said, the reality is I wish I could have played better for him too. Wilson said after Wednesday's practice, I wish I could have played at the standard, the level that I've always played at, know how to play at. Hackett was fired after 15 games in his first season. Do you have the eye to all oh, guy? All right, let's judge this. You know how you know. Are how, you gonna do your impression first, and then we hear his? Do you like? Oh, okay. Do I, your impression his first. Is low, his is me. low. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I really wish um, I could have played better for him. Um, um, you know, I, I wish I could have played at, at you know at, at a standard, at, at the level I've played at, and, and you know I, I know how to, to play at. 
uh, uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right, let's see. Like let's hey, slow in there. Okay, I'm gonna hit. Just, I think, first of all, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, devastated by Coach Hackett because I think he's an amazing man, amazing teacher, amazing father. Just watching him with his kids and what he's been on the do and how he's taught the game for us. Um, you know, this season has been uh, a season that we never thought it was going to happen the way it did. Um, and uh, he was a guy that spent all his time, all of his effort um, into us as, as players, as staff members, everybody coaches as well. And so I think that he um, he's going to be an amazing coach. Um, he's one of the brighter minds that have been around. And um, I think also, too, you know, it's been a crazy season, tons of injuries, tons of everything else. But the reality is, is that, you know, I, I wish I could have played better for him, too. You know, it's, Wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played. You know, I've always played at and know how to play at. So, um, but what I do know is uh, he's resilient. He's gonna be a tremendous coach, like I said. And, um, you know, love him to death, and everybody uh, misses him for sure. I'd have to say you nailed it, show. <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty damn close. But why Russ was... said that they missed him, bro? He just got fired yesterday. <laughs> you don't miss him yet. That is the worst thing. Like I don't know if you've gone on. Like and it's and sometimes it's with your your wife, your kids, family members, whatever it is, friends. You just left. I miss you. Like okay, well, thank you, but was, I just I literally just left. He said he was. Devastated. They don't they don't, don't they don't they don't they don't miss him yet. Nothing about the way he said when he said I'm devastated. Devastated. Nothing, nothing felt like he was devastated. Like when you heard Derek Carr a couple oh. weeks ago when he was crying because they couldn't he couldn't pick that was. He, it's a, he was in his feelings for real. He was. He it's was amusing, devastated. But 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 Derek sound legit. He's legit. He was devastated. Yeah. What car say? Just just trying to get a good night's sleep. Just, what, I know. This guy's working this hard. Guy's put into like it was. But I but I believe it was genuine. <laughs> trying to go home and get a good night's sleep. I believe it was genuine. Right. That's real though. Now. No, for sure. The I pills agree. and stuff. I agree. Pop, all that popping stuff. It's, it's, it's real. I so hear you. He was talking that stuff. I said, man, I. I feel you, bro. After a while, you just be like, man, I can't do this no more. But when you listen you know, to Russ, just to get, to get just to get through practice, man, just trying to get to, to the Russ, game, and then you get your head beat in. That's tough. He sound like he, he sound like he has practiced this this number in the mirror. He practiced he, with uh, Sierra really, for sure. He was really no, she don't practice with him on this stuff. He she he was bro, real. They both are equally corny, bro. Really? Of course. Did you? Okay, where's when Hold she on, was let's, like, let's pick hey, this up on, hey, let's pick this up on the other side. Hey, are they equally as is Russ rubbed off on her? Do you do you view uh, Sierra as corny? I need some evidence. Really? Maybe I'm. Just I don't ever see her not with him. So I just see corniness when uh, I see them. No, Russ is corny. Sierra is not. Goodies? No, she's a cornball couple, man. She ain't. Not Sierra. Not Sierra. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. I'll tell you what, man. You know, during the break, catching some Sierra stuff. You're right, man. It feels like Russ and his corny slash lameness has really rubbed over and rubbed off. More on Sierra. Oh, that's disappointing. It's very disappointing. The corniness coincides. It it, it runs through and man. through both of them. Wow. And it's strong with it. Did we, were we able to pull that audio? No, I couldn't find it. But if y'all if y'all on Twitter and you you try to find the audio of when he was coming up with the 
What's it, Mr. Unlimited? Mr. Unlimited. That back and forth exchange between them two was equally as corny. They were equally yoked in their corny. It's like it's like when he it's like when he gets started, she just she's inspired to to match it. Hi, Russ. That it, bro, come on. It, with it, him, you never lose. Isn't that it, what he said to her? With me, you never lose. <laughs> like, when he on, signed bro. that contract in Seattle and they were laid up in that bed. <laughs> You're right, dog. Damn, man. <laughs> I bet you, boy, I bet you, I bet you little Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss, looks at that TV screen every time, let alone future. Looks at that TV screen. Really? Really? Cam Newton himself probably, too. Really? Damn. Yeah, Cam was there. That's why. That's why whenever uh, Cam was there. Cam, Cam made an appearance. <laughs> like you write, prior, like you write, like you write, write your name yeah, on the wall. Boy. You know, Ron people, was here. Yeah, people. When people, <laughs> people were trying to make that that thought that Cam might go to Seattle as a backup. Uh, that was qu- quickly shut down. Oh man, yeah, dog, Cam yeah. I was missed there. that one. I didn't realize yeah, Cam that Cam slid a in thing. there. Yeah, yeah, he slid in there for a hot second. Cam he was started, here. Yeah, started dressing like a show. like a camp, like a. Camp Ranger on purpose. All right. Um, this is interesting. This, this this just came to us. Cal McNair, the Houston Texans, they put this out themselves. They have a gold check mark. They put this out this out themselves, said H Town, update your uniforms. And they've rolled through, and there is a thought. Right, am I getting this right, Tyler, that the Texans are looking into changing their uniforms? Yeah, for the possibly very next season, 2024 season. Oh, my. Or I'm sorry, that'd be the 2023 season. So I guess they're looking two seasons ahead. All right, so you're, you're, you're a, you are a Houston Texan, played, you know these uniforms, you played through them, you, 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 you got there. I, I want to get your take on this first. The Texans potentially changing uniforms, changing the design of their uniforms. Listen, I've I've seen a lot of changes around that building as far as the marketing material, how they're promoting stuff. I got on one of the shows right Doug? now. Doug, yeah, the the new I forgot his title, but whatever his title is, is basically take all the swag that the city naturally has and incorporate it into our organization. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, and it it looks dope. Like they got the H Town shirts, hoodies, crew necks, all that type of stuff. Different colors. There's white. There's a blue. There's a, in a deep steel blue, there's a white, there's a red, and now they're coming out with the the powder blue joints that's coming out this this Sunday, man. Get to the game. But if they're going to incorporate like those red helmets, those battle red, red the battle red helmets, um, on a consistent basis or some type of derivative of that, I'm for it. Like those I haven't seen helmets as dope as that throughout. Like to me, those like I'm like I haven't heard anyone say anything negative about it, and and it's just hey, if you want to figure out ways to look good, you have the whole Deion Sanders, you look good, you you play good, you play good, you stay pay good, all that type of stuff. Hey, I'm all for it. I I think that I think that it's about that time where hey, you, you I think it's a good idea to try to engage the the, the fan base, especially at a time right now where the team is not performing at the level that you know maybe. We're used to around here, because um, it's, it's been some some dark years these past couple of years. Tyler, you're you're a huge Texans fan. You hear uniform change, jersey change, trailer wheel and frame text line as well. Jersey change. How you how, how you feel about that? Yeah, man, I I've always liked the Texans uniforms and all the different mm. combinations, but but it's time. 
I'm I'm I've been ready for this, and I think uh, it'll be good. I, I'm. You don't like them, and I don't, I don't like them. It's not that I don't like it. I just think I think the Texans have one of the best jerseys in the league. I, I think their jerseys are the the, the whole combination, everything they do. I I think they are one of the top jerseys in the league. And I I'm just like, what? So what kind of changes are we gonna look at? I think right, like I, I think if you look at what they did with the battle red helmets, maybe so, if, if it's, it's something subtle, along something, that line, yeah, then you're improving on what you already have because those that things was just, are that better. That was just a color, like that was just a color change. I'm just wondering, are they are they gonna make the numbers look different? Like for me, like the example that comes in my head is, I absolutely hated the Buccaneers. You remember that change they had in between Brady. Yeah, and yeah, then and then yeah. they and then when Jameis came, they had that change and the big ass numbers, and then they had that uh, the, the 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 Buccaneer symbol that covered up half the side of the helmet. I, I I didn't like that. I just I just think they have a great uniform combination, and if it's more subtle stuff, that that's cool. But I, I just hope I, I just if they make a, a real huge change, I think it's a it's an interesting idea because I think they have great uniforms. Already, I, I I really like the the Texas jersey. See, I never really thought of it as they're going to make wholesale changes, yeah, I, and it's going to look that's completely I just, I different. It's not it going to look like, you know, you talked about the Buccaneers before. The Buccaneers had jerseys back in the day with those those orange, the orange, the, the sherbet ones, yeah. And and you went from that into when Tony Dungy came, them right? Was, yeah, them were hard. And that was that was and that was a market improvement, but that was like a complete shift, a complete change. Denver did it too. What know? I'm yeah, what I'm thinking is more of Subtle. hey. Just like you know how like the Ravens had their jerseys and all of a sudden now they got the black on black. Now they got the the the, the purple jerseys, like they purple pants. Like some of the subtle stuff that they're doing that is it's more it's more futuristic, it's more forward thinking. I think that's what the line of what they were doing with those red helmets is I haven't seen a red helmet with that I don't know if it was matte. It was like a it was a shinier type of look to it that looked like a like a very vibrant red battle red that was dope like if you if you stay along that line then i think it's going to Yeah it's that be that successful. was cool cuz they just changed colors yeah that was that was cool i just want i just i just want to see what that looks like cuz i i think they i, I don't know is, do you feel like people are asking for a change you think like like you think people are are wanting? I think a the change? fan base has you, been kind of clamoring for that. Because you just yeah, when you just says first time out, that's first time I've really heard it or, or heard anyone say it. When you just said, I think it's time. I was like, I didn't. I've heard I've heard you know people felt like the jerseys are basic. I ever never heard anyone say that really? the jerseys are bad, but I've you know I've definitely heard that you know hey the Texans need to kind of get more with the times, a little bit you know less basic with how they with their jerseys look. Yeah, I've, I have heard that in multiple platforms, in person, Twitter, you know. I guess I, I guess maybe because I, I am a big fan of a real good classic like look. Like I lo- like I love like Alabama's jerseys. Do you? Yeah, I like the like the Steelers. I like the Steelers jerseys. I like the Raiders jerseys. Just classic. See the Raiders. That's that to me. No, I mean, that is the. Epitome of a classic jersey that you don't mess with, Raiders. And I'm not. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying I'm not open to messing with it. Hell, it don't matter to me. I just. I just hope it ain't no huge change, like no huge, huge, big, big change. So we'll see what they do. But I think the big point 
to you what you said though is I think they're trying to find ways to connect Engage. yeah and connect with the fan base and connect with things like even if it, you know how bad things are going like you see that H Town hat they sent us all that are clean or the, the like the shirt you have on right now the jacket you have and they and they and people have been enjoying it I did hear rumors I wonder I wonder if they'll if like they'll throw that H on there that might be now, I'd be, be very clean. down with that. Yeah. Like, I like that. That would be something subtle, but it's it's H-Town. Like, what they're doing is incorporating that graffiti culture, that that artistic way of doing things here in H-Town. Like, to me, that, you know, see, you see. the music scene, all of those things that people know Houston by, incorporating it with the franchise, I think is smart. I think, I think, I think it's younger. I think it's going to bring in – you know, that younger demographic is like, I'm aware. Think about the Raiders. Like, the Raiders always weren't good, but people would always wear Raiders gear, right? So yeah. if you can have if you can have a uniform or a subset of, of clothes, hoodies, T-shirts, whatever it may be, that looks good, that's good business. Well, but it's also, it's also like you say, you, if, the, if the fans feel like they had some ownership of it and were engaged to make it happen, I think it's a good thing. What I am seeing here is that Euler blue. If that can be incorporated, <laughs> that coming back, that or at least, at least cut close. There's got to be a loophole for that. Stay tuned on Sunday, man. Y'all see a preview for it. That Euler, that Euler blue. That can, I've yeah. seen that. That yeah. can get comfortable. Just, just change that blue. love you blue like two or three shades. It's mm-hmm. bag, baby. It's just like you know, we, if you paint your house or something, it's like sixteen different yeah, shades of exactly. white. Yeah, exactly. They ain't got ownership just, of all know, of it. Yeah, Titans, you can have the love you blue, but we're just gonna shift it a few shades here. And uh, oh, to it's the, back to the love blue. Yeah, <laughs> we got this <laughs> deep still blue and this love blue. All right, a couple of things coming up. Uh, one, you want to hear JJ Watt? JJ Watt, he actually spoke about his retirement. We'll let you hear what he has to say and. What's your thoughts about Nick Casario looking at Derek Carr to be the starting quarterback next year? We'll discuss that coming up next on The Drive. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Hey, boy, he was about to he was about to lay into your ass, man. I'm going to lay into your ass here in a little bit. I just know you, but you got... Me? Yeah, man, you got, you got about... I got, I got confidence in him. Thirteen minutes. I got thirteen minutes. I regained it just from this comeback. I said, "Oh, oh, represent." Okay. He gonna, he gonna okay. Be coming at your ass. Okay. Got thirteen minutes. Oh, no. Stay tuned. Hey, together, kinda, come hang out with it. us, Wade and myself. Uh, Tyler will be there in spirit. Tyler two point will be there with us. Uh, Aaron, he'll be there with us. <laughs> 2.0. I'm just saying, listen. Make over- it sound like, I mean, I like Aaron. You're making it sound like Aaron's like an upgrade for me. Like version 2.0. He's, he's like, the second version. He's just, the, he's the second version. But usually the new version is better. No, it's not. Not all updates no, are better, not. though. No, that's not true. You know this. I look at it as sequels. Right? You know, I mean, most sequels aren't better than the first one. Like, Godfather 2. Not coming, not coming to America. I don't know. It was not better. But how can you top? Coming to America. That's Don't know why they did another difficult. one. Don't know why. There was no reason for that. Um, I enjoyed it. It's fine. I just, uh, I was mad. Uh, but uh, Tyler 2.0, he'll be out there with us. And Tyler will be there in spirit. We'll be at Moe's and Katie. Two to six. Moe's and Katie. Get you ready for this Miller Lite football Friday. Only two more of them left. It's always a party. Wade will be out there. Myself will be out there. So come on out. 
Over under, how many people you think going to walk over? If I set it at two and a half, how many people are going to walk over to Aaron and say, Tyler? I'm going take, with the over. I'm taking, uh, the over. I'm taking the over I'm taking every the over. time. Same. Tyler beard. Just, it just you fires know, Tyler. Up. You guys, yeah, you know, I just, I feel like. Both of them get equally annoyed, I think. I would yeah, be more annoyed if I was Aaron because you're giving me someone else's name. Yeah, I know it. Man. Like, my name is not Tyler. My and, name is Aaron. But sometimes I feel bad for him because, you know, Tyler, Tyler does have his little fans. He and does. Come, and He's got a following. He doesn't just have his fans. He has a following. <laughs> yeah. And he'll come over there, and they'll come over there like, oh, is this Tyler? Oh, man. And, no, it's 2.0. What a letdown. And it, and it is a letdown. And then they're sad. And then, Aaron, and then they feel like they got to shake his hand, but don't. Don't really feel like they want to. <laughs> Forget his name right away. <laughs> Sometimes they come in there and buy drinks and just leave him out. I mean, it's just. It's, it's just I saw this bad. guy. I met this guy. He reminded me of Tyler. you, but it wasn't it's got you. Got to be Tyler, right? Uh, all right. Uh, big news of the week, and, and we talked about it here on the drive, and that is uh, JJ Watt. He retired. Finally got to hear from JJ himself. Two more games left in his uh, in his Hall of Fame career. Here was JJ Watt reflecting on his career i've been very fortunate I've, I've been extremely fortunate i've been playing this game since i was 10 years old and it's been an unbelievable ride and if, if you told me back then when i started that i'd be able to play 12 years in the national football league and meet the people i've met and accomplish some of the things i've accomplished and live the life that i live i'd have been extremely thankful and probably would have told you you were crazy <laughs> but uh here i am now and i'm extremely thankful and uh like I said in my post, uh, my heart is so full, and I have so much gratitude for the people that have helped me get here, for the people that have made it special, for the teammates, for the coaches, for the fans, for all the workers and the staff members and the people day in and day out who make my life easy. I mean, I get to play a game for a living. It's truly the best job in the world. I chase around a little ball. I get to tackle people. And, uh, I mean, it's it's been incredible. What more could you want? And on top of it all, I get paid to do it. I mean, it's the best job in the world. That's a J.J. Watt reflecting. What are you laughing at? I get to chase around a little ball. <laughs> Come on. Come on, J.J. Come on, J.J. It's that easy. Come on, J.J. Chase around a little ball. Chasing that pigskin around. <laughs> I'll say it. What are you going to say? My man, you know, he, to a lot of people, he was Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. But he wasn't nearly as corny. I mean, he had corny moments. He had corny moments, but not as consistently. <laughs> For me, it's not even just and a the different corny, corniness. It's not even just the corniness. It is the like when Marshawn Lynch speaks, you feel like he's coming right from exactly how he feels. You're getting authenticity. Yes. When <laughs> trying here, when JJ speaks. Yeah. He there are times, as I said, he was the Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. Russell from JJ and perfected it in <laughs> and then made it his own into just finding new forms of it. But yeah, JJ can take you on a ride. I just I I, I just I All just right, gotta Doug. call it like I see it, man. Like JJ can get away with corniness more than Russell Wilson can. For reasons. Period. Like, you can say, oh, you know what? Hey, that's a you know big corny white guy. That's <laughs> yeah. no big deal, right? <laughs> but Russell Wilson, you don't have that same that same margin for error. So, 
It's fine. Even though they say things very similarly, do things very similarly, um, yeah, he's not going to catch as much flack as Russell is because, you know, reasons. You ain't going to never get J.J. I remember what the, the, the time we, we had J.J. on, I thought I was going to really, I thought I had a good one for him. I said, hey, J.J., I know you had a real good time at Central Michigan and, and at Wisconsin. Like, when you think about that song in college, like that song that comes to mind when you was out and you was kicking and you was having a good time. Yeah. When you think about what's that one song that comes to your mind? He said, oh, for me, man, it's Jump Around. They played it in the fourth quarter at, at Kent Randall and every yeah. – that's the song. He said, oh, okay. I said, man, oh, okay. I guess we are a different wavelength. Why do you say that? Cause I'm just like, uh, like for me, I mean, I guess like his was in the fourth quarter. That's the song that came to mind. You know, I'm just, I don't know if he was out of bars or getting it in. Maybe I don't know if that was if that, if that was his thing. But his was jump around. I said, oh, okay, well, I'm just right. saying, man. You know that that is a thing there. That is a thing there. We know he liked some Fort Minor back in the day. You remember that? Did he? Yeah. There was that clip of him uh, working out for Hard Knocks at like 3 a.m. and he's. He's singing Fort Minor to himself. Man, I knew it wasn't going to be what mine was, which was, you know, UGK, let me see it. Like, that, that you know, I knew it wasn't going to be that. Where were, where were you at, man? Because <laughs> you went to the University of Kansas, right? No, I went to I went to Middle Tennessee State. I was out. Oh, you are in Middle Tennessee. Oh, okay, yeah. now this makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I was, yeah so I, I mean, that was what I didn't want to expect. Oh, so you were just a Kansas fan. You didn't actually yeah, go I'm to a, school I'm a there. big fan. Yeah, huge fan. Oh, since okay. I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. I thought it's you like were Landry alone. with the Longhorns. Gotcha. But he went to like every game with his dad. That's and true. That type of stuff. That so is true. Did you go to did Allen you go to Fieldhouse is a very special place for me. Okay. That's all right. All right. Very special place for me. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yes. He's gonna be available. He is. He's played his last game with the Raiders. <laughs> Done deal. Done deal. It's over. Decision's been made. I just I think this is a very real possibility. And Josh, we trust. That's what the Raiders said. I don't know if uh, Texans All Access will be talking about this. They'll have John McClain. They're coming up behind us. But Derek Carr, I'm telling you, I think this could be a real possibility that Nick Casario, if he is still running the team, which I would, I would bet that he is. I don't think he gets let go after this year. I think he gets another opportunity. But for the first time, I think. Nick Casario is actually on the hot seat. I feel like Nick Casario before has had all the job security that he has wanted, so much so that he could interview. He want, he He's hired two coaches, wanted to hire three, that all three of those guys that he's hired or wanted to hire, nobody else interviewed. He had the type of job security where he could pull that off. I don't think if he has to fire – another coach and hire three coaches in three years where everything is going with this team that he has that type of job security, which to me means I got to win now. I got to win now. The building of the future thing, yeah, I want to do that, but I've got to keep my gig. And I think, to me, I would look at the Texans taking a route and seriously considering the route of let me go get somebody that I know can get wins right now and I could get somebody in the draft that I know can help me win immediately right now. A defensive player in the front seven that could be big time for me right now, and let me go get a 
Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo who have been proven in this league and I believe can run a system where I can look like and my team and the organization can look like they're moving in a step forward and not in the four, four embarrassing losses, the worst team in football. type. I honestly think that the Texans and Nick Casario, if he is running the show, could really look at guys like Derek Carr, who's available, guys like Jimmy G to go instead of saying, all right, let me go get the young 5'11", six-foot player and risk it all with him that if I have another 3-4 losing season, that then my job is gone. I honestly think Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield's veteran quarterbacks that he knows what they're going to give him, I think that is absolutely on the table. For for uh, for Nick Casario, I, I think Derek Carr is on the table for a lot of franchises, including the Houston Texans. But it's not going to be for the reasons that you gave. I don't. Mm. I don't believe. I I don't believe that Nick Casario is going to be operating from a place of I have to save my job, and so I'm going to make decisions based off of that alone. Because to me, based off of what he's done since he's been here, it hasn't been that hasn't been the thought process. I might not agree with some of the things that he's done. There's a lot of things I was like, well, why did why did you do that? Why did you do this? But it it wasn't those decisions that were being made weren't they didn't come from a place of I need to cover my own ass, and so that's why I'm going to make this decision. And it just he's a process guy. He's a guy that's all about you know trying to put pieces together and and make them work and being adaptive and all the different things that he's talking about Silicon Valley and all this. Being risky, like the fact that Josh McCown was in the running, like very well could have been the head coach of the Houston Texans. That's a very much a off the wall, out of box thinking type of thing. And you don't make moves like that if you're worried about protecting your job. But his job security was different then, wasn't it? I mean, that was just last year. <laughs> that was just last year. Well, when I, know, that happened. I know it was just last year. And, and I think a lot has changed. In this one year. Yes, especially in this one year when the team has appeared worse than it did last year and they're going to fire another coach. Uh, at, at one point in the season, you could have said that, but today I don't think you can say that. I think the team is playing better now this year at any point that they played last year. Like The way they played against Dallas, the way they get played against Kansas City, the way they played against Tennessee these last three weeks, I don't remember them having performances like that last year. I don't remember. And maybe my memory is not the best, but I don't remember – like having that feeling like, damn, okay, the Texans went out there and, and did something. They're likely, like, right. to, they're likely to have the number one pick. Yeah, they, okay. they are. And they they're, are. Like, they're likely to have the number one pick. And Jack Easterby is gone, and there's been embarrassment with the, the, with the McNairs and how they've seen everything that has unfolded this year. And he's been here. This will be his third year, his third coach. Now, potentially, if he fires Lovey Smith, he's now Cal McNair is paying Bill – David Cully, Lovey, and the new coach. I believe in Nick Casario. Like I, it, it just feels like like they can't have another year like this. And I think his job security is in a different place. Now, I think you brought up a really good point of, like, he, I, I, there could be a thought of, is Nick Casario afraid of getting fired because he's got I just don't see it. job security somewhere else. But even, even so, even if, if the New England thing wasn't there, he just – he doesn't strike me as that type of guy. And people say, well, everybody's worrying about themselves. and But he just, 
don't know. He just he doesn't strike me as that type of guy. He doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to make these decisions to make sure that I'm good and damn what happens in the future because I got to make sure I'm good today. I just, he doesn't strike me as that type of dude. Mm, I like that, Tyler. RIP. Happy birthday, Pimp C. Uh, from the 713, hell no show. That doesn't work. We already tried this with Fitzpatrick, Osweiler, Hoyer, and Mount. Please don't. Please don't compare Derek Carr to those guys. That is completely yeah, well, unfair. What are we doing? I mean, come on, guys. I know you're hurt. Sheesh. But damn. Come on. Now, I know you're in pain. I get it, man. Let, here, let, Comparing hey, take him a, to black and mild well, Ryan get Mallet? You, get you some whiskey or something. Get Ryan you, Mallet. Get you some Hennessy or that, something. They, they, he made God. the list. Oversleeping Ryan give Mallet? Him the respect and compare him to Matt Schaub. Good night. Late, late. I mean. Late, late. <laughs> good Lord. All right. Come out with us tomorrow. Miller Life Football Friday at Moe's and Katie will be out there enjoying ourselves. Say what's up. Have fun. And we'll uh, we'll be out there from 2 to 6 for great food, great drinks. Texas All Access, John McClain coming up behind us. Wade, great job as always. Tyler, welcome back. Happy birthday, Dirty. Clint's 45 today. He's celebrating, hoping he's having a good time. I am Ron, the show Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. I fooled around and start believing. Would you rather for them to suck your ass back in 